Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 174. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Ren for short. The Canadian old pop star has just released her brilliant debut album entitled Dear Amelia. In today's episode, we're speaking with Ren for short about the Letters to Amelia project, working with Jake Bug, and Ren shows us her best Australian accent. Here we go. Our guest today is one of the most exciting alt pop stars coming up in 2022. Blending genres like pop punk and hyper pop and working with artists like Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park and Travis Barker have guaranteed that she's definitely one worth keeping an eye on. Last Friday, she released her debut record entitled Dear Amelia. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Ren For Short. Hello, how are we? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for your time today. It is a um, it is a very exciting time. As just mentioned before we started recording, your debut album is out as of right now, which is super yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how does it feel? It is it is the debut. It's a big deal, and so not to put any pressure, but yeah, how what is going on in your mind right now? Yeah, well, I'm obviously like very nervous. That's just me as a person. I'm very anxious and very nervous, but I'm also very excited. It's been a long time coming. And, you know, at the end of the day, like this is exactly what I want to do and where I want to be. So I feel very lucky to have been able to put out my album and I'm very happy. And here we are. The album that we are referring to is Dear Amelia. It is a, a a gorgeous album. We were lucky enough to have a bit of a sneak preview earlier in the week. Um, and it is, yeah, be, I guess sonically to begin with, it's this beautiful kind of mix of, I'd say, there's pop, there's elements of rock, there's elements of, you know, bits and bits and pieces along the way for you. How long have some of these songs been in the works and and you've had kind of them bubbling in the background? So um, conceptually, there are songs on there that I've wanted to write for years. Um, I just hadn't been able to get them right. Um, the album took eight months to write. I needed a deadline because otherwise I would have never stopped. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Some of it already was like bubbling in my brain, and it was like, "This needs to come out. This needs to be written. This is good for the concept." 
that like this is what works. Um, and I feel like some of you know I got some of those, which is awesome. And, yeah. That's very very cool. I um I think my favorite track from the record. I know it is one of the singles and I know that might be a, a cliche move, but I think that Mosh Pit is just such a solid song. <laughs> um, I was wondering if you could just give us a little bit more insight into, I guess, how that song was written and how it came about and what inspired it. Yeah. So um, I was in a session um, with Jeff Hazen, who I do basically all my music with and Alexander 23, who is an amazing artist and um, we were kind of just, you know, took us a while to come up with a concept in that session. I think we were all just like having fun. So, um, I thought I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we wrote a song? Cause at this time, sorry, I don't know why that just happened, <laughs> but at the time, um, my now ex was living with me and he was driving me crazy. Um, he would leave messes all the time. I'm not a clean person, but I, I didn't like coming home to like messes and like, I just, I wasn't happy. So, um, I wrote, um, I said, I said to Alexander and Jeff, I was like, how funny would it be if we use mosh pit as an analogy for this relationship? Cause I am like terrified of mosh pit. So Alex is like, ah, oh, that's sick. And I was like, oh, I was kind of joking, but like, let's try it out. And, um, so they played, you know, they figured out the progression and we just wrote it. And at first it was like kind of like a Jack Johnson vibe. It was very like just acoustic and like bright. Um, so it took us a long time to get to the final, the final mosh pit that's out in the world today. To, we had a joke, a running joke that the mosh we put out is reference 10,000. Jeff would label them as like reference 10,001 and reference 10,002 because it literally <laughs> took so long to get it right. Yeah. I can't, but, I can't picture that song as like a Jack Johnson-esque track, but um, I would be, if at any point there's like a Ren for short B-sides, demos, whatever compilation, I look forward to hearing that version on there. Oh, it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the album also has uh, a few lovely guest stars on there. Um, Travis Barker and Jake Bug both make an appearance. How did those collaborations kind of come about? So um, with Travis, I was um, doing a few sessions with him. I've done a few sessions in the past and um, I brought Jeff, another name drop, Jeff, um, into the session and um my friend Alden, who's like an incredible artist, uh, started the idea for this song, We'll Make This Okay. And um, I was like, I love this. Like, can I have it? He was like, of course. It was super hyper poppy and it's not how I write. So I just like rewrote basically the whole thing. Um, and we changed the production a bit, but it was still very hyper poppy. So in that session, Jeff was like, hey, Travis, do you mind playing some live drums on it to bring it into like Lauren's face? And he was like, of course. So he did it. And he did obviously an amazing job as Travis Barker. And um, that's how that came about. Um, the Jake Bug story is awesome. Um, so I am... He's one of my favorite artists of all time. Like, um, he was that formative artist for me when I was like 14. I found him. And now he's just like so nostalgic for me. 
Um, and I wrote the song, Let You Down, and um, wrote the first verse, and then I wrote the chorus, and I wrote the bridge. And everyone was like, hey, second verse time. I was like, no, no second verse. Jeff was like, yeah, no second verse. And they were like, why? You need a second verse. If you're handing in a song, you need a second verse. So it's like, no, Jake, Bug, Jake Bug's going to be on it. And they were like, okay, uh, let's just write a second verse. And I was like, no, 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 no. Trust me, Jake song and Jeff was like yeah he's gonna be on the song we had no like way of you know contacting him or making that actually happen and I told my manager he's like where's the second verse so it was like it's for Jake Bugger it's not coming out and months go by and I get a text from my manager and he's like here's an update of let you down and I was like so weird like what was there to update I didn't have any notes and I played it in the cars with my dad who's driving thank god because it would have been really bad. <laughs> and I started bawling my eyes out when he came in. I was bawling. I was like, my whole body like went numb. I was like, wow. Okay. So that just happened. And I cannot look into that song without having the biggest smile on my face because it literally like, that's one of those moments where such a full circle moment where, you know, like 14 year old Lauren, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old Lauren would be like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's not real life. That's actually awesome. That story just gave me a little bit of, um, uh, oh my God, what is it called? Tingles? The yeah. hairs on the back of my neck? Yeah. Me every time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I did hear um, that, you, that you were quite a big fan of Jake Bug, that you do have a love for British musicians, the Smiths, I think, um, Bowie, uh, I also did hear, and I'm I'm so sorry to do this to you, and you can tell me to get lost if you'd like. I heard that you do a British accent that somehow sounds Australian. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Every time I try to do a British accent, it sounds mm-hmm. Australian. Could I don't ask- know. Oh. So, there you go. Do I dare no, ask for an example? Can I hear it? Please. I need a warm up. I need a warm up. Mm-hmm. Going down, I'm going down to Bondi. Okay, I start with Bondi, <laughs> and I say more for a shrimp on the barbie, and then I say pack it in, pack, pack, pack it in the cab. <laughs> Wait, that was Boston. There was an I'm going down. I'm going down to Bondi. Okay, wait. Going down to Bondi. Me and my friend, me and my mates, uh, we just threw our tongs on, threw some shrimps on the barbie, and we're going down to Bondi to just, you know, kind of hang hang about. But Australian people say, ah. <laughs> I think that's pretty solid. 
That was really bad. It I, used to be really good. <laughs> I the, the the Bondi, the shrimp, even the car, I think were fantastic. I will agree with you. When you got to car park, there was a little bit of a Boston car park. Like a yeah, I think it's not. Park. Yeah. I think I really overdid you. I'm like, it's really overdone. Because listening to you speak, I'm like, you have a lovely, like, you know, very like relaxing voice and act. I'm like, let's go dance Bondi. When I need to, I can pull out the the ochre in the Australian accent, but I won't today for you. I won't, Ren. Um, <laughs> I wanted to to touch on a little bit. I know that the album as well kind of um, throughout has a theme of, of mental health and, and kind of addressing certain aspects uh, like that. For you, how important was it that these songs kind of carried some of, uh, I guess, some of that subject matter and, and was able to address it without explicitly, you know, saying this, this and this? Yeah. Um, well, for me, it's just important to like be honest. Um, that's the only way I can write is like being honest. If I haven't experienced something, I'm not going to write it because what do I know about that? What can I say? Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was really important for me. I always say like, what did I miss when I was younger that would have helped me, you know, like I can kind of with my platform, I can like kind of give to people what I would have loved to have. And I know other people would, you know, like to feel heard and, you know, and I think that that's what music can do. That's like the power of music. It can, you know, make people feel heard. Um, even if they feel like they're like completely alone, like no one's completely alone, you know, it's, we're all, we're all here for you, you know? <laughs> so. It is a, um, it is a kind of beautiful touchstone throughout the record. And I do very much uh, appreciate, or I think that the the initiative that you've done as well, and for anyone who's not aware of it, I'll put it in the show notes to this podcast. Um, the letters to Amelia, where on your website, you've created basically a template for people to, to print out and write their thoughts, whatever it may be, and send off, I believe that they are destroyed anonymously. So it's not, they're not being read or stored anywhere, but just for people to be able to get these things off their chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, there's like writing in a diary is one thing because you can always revisit the diary and then you're brought back to like that moment. Um, Whereas, you know, if you write a letter, ship it off in the mail to nowhere land, then you're never going to hear about it again, you know? And, you know, you can't just like ship whatever letter off to whatever address. <laughs> someone's going to get it, you know? So um, I just put a PO box um, in place or I got a PO box. However you do that, Brentis. I don't know how it works, but, uh, and I was like, guys, write your letters. Like it, it's so cathartic. It's hilarious. It's the best feeling ever. I do it. I do it all the time. Um, and it's just like such a great release and it's such a good warm up exercise to be able to like have conversations uh, and like kind of just open a dialogue about like how you're actually feeling and about mental health and all that fun stuff. Very fun. <laughs> so <laughs> again, it, it is a wonderful initiative and I do commend you on that because I think it is brilliant and it is something that more and more artists are addressing in 2022. So yes, you should be commended on that. Thank you. Um, 
we are very excited that uh, you are coming down to Australia later this month in a, in a matter of weeks, actually. Uh, yeah. What are you most looking forward to and what can we expect from some of these shows? I'm so excited to just go to Australia. I've only been for like two days. I don't think I ever properly experienced... I didn't ever properly experience Australia and... There's people there that I've never met, like fans. I haven't been since I've like actually been an artist, you know, like I went for like a a Interscope showcase when I was like, had two songs out. So like, I just, I wasn't, you know, I was like, I haven't properly been to Australia. So I'm so excited. And I think that like, I hear that like Australian crowds are very fun and I think it will just be a really good time. And I'm going to play the album for the first time in Australia. So that will also be very fun. And yeah, it's just going to be a lot of great energy and good, good, good vibes. (laughs) (laughs) I can only expect that. I've already kind of heard from a number of people who are very excited about seeing you in, um, I believe you're playing in Melbourne and Sydney and also at Splendor in the Grass. So for everyone yeah. who is listening, again, we'll make sure that those details are in the show notes so they can catch you. Um, lastly, Ren, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Other than your brand new debut, debut record, which is out right now, what are you currently listening to at the moment? Um, funny enough, um, I realized this the other day, uh, I find it hard to like listen to music or at least like modern music because I find that I just think too much about like what went into making the music. So, um, recently I've been listening to a lot of like classic rock, which I always kind of am. So like the kinks, one of my favorites ever. Um, I always listen to Bonnie Bear. That's not classic rock, but like it's always in the background. Bonnie Bear and Jake Bug are just always there. Obviously, the strokes. I'm kind of like going back on what I said, but um, <laughs> Beatles, um, you know, some Carol King, some Albert Hammond, not junior, senior. Um, <laughs> the original. Oh, yeah, the, the OG. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, just everything. I always have just like a 60s, 70s mix that Spotify makes for me that I just chuck on and. Yeah. That sounds like a wonderful mix of music. Um, Ren, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast and congratulations again on Dear Amelia, the debut record, which is out right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Ren for short for her time. Dear Amelia is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or catch her on her Australian tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Samantha at Universal Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 